Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie. Today is June 15th. Wow, we are almost halfway through the year, and we're almost into summer officially. Halfway? Oh my god. And you know what happened, Maddie? Before you hopped on this recording, I was opening up the page on Zencaster where we record, and I sneezed. And I would die to have a sneeze. (laughs) on recording and I was so close to hitting record so I could get it (laughs) I didn't it didn't quite get there this is my year this is my year mark my words right now I will sneeze on this podcast once season three season three is the season Maddie actually selected our locker room lady of the week for this week and I am so excited to learn a little bit more about her and if you haven't heard of her her name is Livy Dunn and she is absolutely fabulous maddie she actually is the highest paid female college athlete in the country this is something that five years ago we could not say in a sentence college athlete and highest paid were not in the same breath ah i love that that's so true charlotte i remember we had your brother on sean payne esquire to Mm -hmm. talk about like just touching scratching the surface and we brought up nil deals and that was was that when it first passed right when it first was happening and you know what it was i think it was around june that it passed too so you know wow i believe we've come so far even just since since we started the show and 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 i feel like maddie because after nil happened i feel like the entire world of of college sports has changed and oh, fully. Feel, and maybe because I'm not in college anymore, but it seems so different from when we were there. It really does. For sure. Completely different. I can't imagine what it's like to be a student on a campus when the football players and the gym, the gymnasts and all of those, all of the above are making millions and millions of dollars. It's insane. Well, I think it's even the playing field a lot because there's always been speculation that, you know, yep teams run our investigation for this and that and whatever but I think it definitely evens the playing field from that perspective that like it doesn't matter what school you go to you can still get your sponsors they don't necessarily have to be related to that school but it's definitely encouraging athletes to build their own brand and not focus as much on like okay I have to make it pro if I'm ever gonna make money like it's it's giving them another pathway because they don't necessarily have to go pro to make money anymore they can build their brand and if they play it right they can get enough like merch deals brand deals whatever they need to be able to pursue a career if they don't necessarily end up going pro which I think is awesome and I think that people like Libby Dunn are doing it really really well and it is such this different era because it's almost the same as it's like influencer era it's like student athletes double as influencers in a lot of sense it's you don't they're not having to wait until they're pro to become that 
sports figure necessarily right. anymore either, right. which I think is really cool. Because something that I've always felt frustrated by growing up before the NIL deals was not being able to buy jerseys that had yeah. the college player's name on it. Like that always frustrated me because I was like, but I want to root for this player on this team mm-hmm. and they should be paid for it. Like I want to buy their jersey. I want to give them that. Right. So I totally. think that's awesome. Totally. Absolutely. Another thing that's so fun for just me and maybe some of our Jersey listeners, Livy Dunn is actually from Bergen County, New Jersey, which is where I hail from. And I, yes. I'm very proud to be uh, to be born there and raised there. She was born in the same town. Now, this is going to get real Jersey. I used to go to the tanning bed. I, <laughs> I no longer do that. I know how bad it is for my skin. I wear sunscreen now. But I used to go to the tanning <laughs> bed in the, same play, in the same town she was born in. How about that? Amazing. A Jersey girl. A Jersey girl. Very exciting. Some background info for those of you who don't know Libby Dunn and don't follow her yet. If you don't, definitely give her a follow. She's always posting that content. She was just recently featured in the latest swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, which is super cool. She is a gymnast at LSU and a former USA national team member. So the reason that we wanted to feature Livy Dunn is because not only is she absolutely killing it in her sport, it's also all over your social media. If you go on the internet, you've probably seen her. Even if you don't realize that it was her, you've probably seen You've definitely seen her, her online yes. somewhere. Um, but I read an article that's actually written by Nastia Lukin um, in the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. I read it online, but I thought it was so interesting because I remember the Nastia Luke and Sean Johnson era of U.S. gymnasts. Yes. Like growing up, that was kind of my first taste of like watching Sean the Olympics, Johnson, rooting for Team USA. Specifically, I thought she was so cool. And when Nastia Lukin won the gold and Sean didn't, I my head exploded. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she so deserved that gold medal. But I was, I everybody <laughs> thought it was going to be Sean Johnson that year. What was it, like 2008? I just remember growing up and like watching her yes. and being so obsessed with the women's gymnasts. Yes. So super cool. But essentially she gave this, I don't know if it's an op-ed or whatever. She just kind of gave this interview. Yeah. Like you, I think you pick somebody to write the story on you. Oh, okay. So did, did Libby pick her? She must have or Nastia Lukin volunteered it's something of that nature it's kind of like when you're a Forbes person of the year when they have somebody you know you select someone to write the story about you I think it's okay deal so they've known each other for 10 years which makes sense because I mean they're both in their sport at a really high caliber so I'm sure that Nastia serves as a mentor and she talks about kind of the added layer that social media and NIL and this always being connected world that we live in has on a young athlete because she was saying when she was going through it, basically she didn't have to look at all the comments on her Instagram telling people that she shouldn't post pictures in her leotard and that kind of stuff or in her swimsuit or whatever. And that Livy does have to go through that. And so it was very interesting take on that that added layer and that added obstacle and challenge for 
athletes today and athletes that are being present on social media. Cause like we said, well, it's such a good thing that they have that opportunity. You kind of have to have a thick skin and you have to be able to build your brand and put that out there. And you can't necessarily say, Oh, I don't want to have a social media presence. Like I'm just going to focus on my sport. I mean, you can, but then you're potentially missing out on brand deals and other opportunities that are out there. So I think it would definitely be a struggle. And I think that Livy is handling social media and her sport with such grace and such poise. And I love following her content. I think she is so cool. I'm like, oh my goodness. She is literally perfect. She's like a goddess. She looks beautiful. She's super fit. She's cream of the crop in her sport. Yes. Yes. She just does it all. And I think that that is so cool. So I thought that it was an interesting article. If you have a chance, definitely uh, take a look at that article in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit that Nastia Lukin wrote on Libby's behalf. But basically, I just think that she is such a good example of today's athlete, today's college athlete, like in 2023. Yes, I totally agree. And it's also, it's the situation of, I think back to when Derek Jeter was in his prime, we didn't have cell phones in the club with him. So we weren't seeing maybe all the things that the guys have always done in their free time on the internet. So he lucked out much like Nasia Luke and she didn't have to deal with it. So I think about that and and it's tenfold for women too. In in posting in your leotard and your swimsuit at the beach, the 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 comments that she has to read, uh, I I could not do that. I really couldn't. Not so. only that, but it's it's another layer in terms of that's another job. Like she's marketing herself and she's Absolutely. running her social media and she's creating content. I mean, we've seen this with the Cavender twins as well. And a lot of athletes out there, they are not only 100% 24-7 dedicated to their sport, but on top of that, they're also dedicated to building their brand. And that's got to take a toll yeah. just on the amount of time that you have in your day-to-day and yeah. just your mental health. I feel like you've got to always be on. But I, I think that looking at all that she's accomplished and how much she constantly is putting out there and giving to her sport and to her followers and to young girls that look up to her. I think it's so inspiring. And I really think that she is so like, she's absolutely just killing it. I just want to say she's she's freaking killing it. So welcome to the locker room lady wall of fame, Libby. Maddie, good point that you made about how she has to juggle and these college athletes who are building brands, they have to juggle being an athlete full-time and being and a student, yeah. an entrepreneur and a student. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. They're yes. also students. We forget this girl's 20 years old. So she is making quite the life for herself. And also another thing to point out, she's going to – like she's not just a local celebrity around campus like these, you know, back in the day – people were, you know, if you're great at your sport, if you win a championship or whatever, she is on a global scale. She has fans all over the world now. So she, like you said, you always have to be on. She always has to be ready to see a fan. You know, she always has to go out camera ready in case someone snaps a picture of her. That's, that's so much pressure. That's a whole nother episode to get into that. 
But welcome to the Locker Room Lady Wall of Fame, Livy. We are so happy to have a Jersey girl here with us today. Yes, and if you haven't followed her, give her a follow for sure. You will not regret it. She's absolutely beautiful, and we love cheering her on in her sport too because she's a super talented gymnast. And she's repping LSU, so they are – their women's sports are absolutely – the top of the top right now. So yeah, we can't say enough good time. things about LSU women athletes this year. Wait, actually, side note to that, Charlotte, speaking of LSU women athletes, like I just said, I saw a video on Instagram that Angel Reese, the for those of you who need a quick refresher, basketball player, LSU champion. The Bice we had her as locker room lady earlier this year, and of course, she is a champion with her Tigers, who won the NCAA tournament this season. She did a meet and greet, and the line for her meet and greet was like down the hallway, out the door, wrapping around the building, and it was all young girls. And I thought that was so special. I literally just gave myself chills talking about it because all of the young women that wanted to meet her women's basketball literally i'm getting so excited even saying this we always say that we need more eyes on women's basketball and all these young girls were standing in this crazy long line to meet their idol who was angel reese and to meet this women's basketball player and i think that that is so so cool that's incredible maddie speaking of things that are incredible this past week i took a trip to toronto beautiful city loved it Although, how about that insane, the insanity that ins- that came about after all the forest fires that were going on, the wildfires. Oh my, oh my God, New York City was in, in a crazy shape. So I'm sure um, everybody saw the pictures from this weekend. So that was nuts. I don't know if anything very, if any serious health problems happened from that. But if they did, our thoughts are with you. But from what I'm hearing from friends and family in the city, it was mostly just a very weird phenomenon that day. So that was insane. And it, we, we got a little bit in Toronto. It wasn't as bad, but you could definitely smell it in the air. I've mm-hmm. never experienced a wildfire, you know, ripple effect like that ever in my life. So that was very strange. But thankfully, that cleared up. And beautiful city. I got to experience some of it. I got to go to a Blue Jays game. So that was fun. Oh, Astros. fun. It was very exciting. Yes, I got. Did they win? Letter. They did. They won. I saw a Bobachet home run. Oh okay. God! This was... And who else? I don't know. But the star of last week was not baseball, Maddie. It was golf, and the RBC Canadian Open had quite the storybook ending. I'm sure you guys have all heard. And you were about there. It. We are golf girlies now. I was there. Oh my Scarlett god! Is like, definitely a golf girly. We've had a lot of golf episodes this, yeah. this past couple of weeks. We're golfing it up, Maddie. We gotta actually take it to the course because I I would like to get out there and play very soon. I can't. I'm like triple bogeying everything, but it's <laughs> fine. But it was an incredible, incredible tournament to be a part of this past week at RBC Canadian Open in Toronto. Break it down for us. Maddie, we had the, first of all, it was the longest final round of the RBC Canadian Open in 40 years. So us in the truck, you know, we're, you know, (laughs) all our ops guys and and gals out there on the course, we're excited to be done because we are tired. 
But we were staying alive due to the playoff scenario. We had Tommy Fleetwood, who has never won on the PGA Tour. It would have been his first win. He always gets so close, but he never does it. And he will one day. We're rooting for you, Tommy Fleetwood. (laughs) And then we had Nick Taylor, who came out of kind of nowhere and dug himself into the leading position through this through the the final round, Maddie, we had seven to eight to nine co-leaders at the same time, which was insane because I'm, you know, doing the score. So I'm all over the place. Like (laughs) it was like a spaceship, but it was very exciting. So it was, that was the matchup and it went four holes deep and to seal the win for the first Canadian to win the Canadian open in 69 years Nick Taylor sunk a 73-foot putt for Eagle, the longest putt of his career. And Insane. The, I literally have chills. I remember from this moment leaning back and going, holy shit, it's in. <laughs> and the, everything just erupted. The truck, we were, first of all, happy that, woo, it's over. Now we get to go home. But also, oh, my God, we just witnessed. I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even say Canadian sports history. We just witnessed sports history happen here today. Absolutely. At, at Oakdale Country Club. So it was quite the scene there. It was and Charlotte crazy. actually, I think she predicted it because I'm going to pull up some oh. receipts here. Charlotte texted me on, on Sunday yes. at 12.30 in the afternoon and said, so much history this weekend. Novak Djokovic seals his title as goat the first female trainer to win at belmont maybe some magic will happen at the canadian open today and seven and a half hours later (laughs) she texts me and it happened and now i'm a part of canadian sports history which is so cool i love that you said that and then you like it was just the perfect ending because you wanted it to happen. You manifested it. You spoke it into existence, Charlotte. And that was so cool watching that video. It's like, literally, how did that go in? How did he make that putt? I don't get it. it I have the crazy. chills still. How did he make that putt? It, it wasn't It wasn't a birdie. It wasn't a par. It wasn't a like Fleetwood had a bogey situation. Just have to make par. It was a freaking eagle. Yeah, oh my cool. God. If you asked me about this two years ago, three years ago, Five, any amount of years before I was interested in golf and now get the privilege to be on a golf crew, I would have no idea what you're talking about. So I have learned so much about golf in the past couple of the past year, really. And getting to be a part of that was so special. And that crew is just freaking awesome. And, and I said to them, so this was actually my first tournament doing it on my own, not observing. And I said to the producer at the end, are they all like this? And he laughed because <laughs> this was one of a kind. So it was very That's exciting. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So in other golf news, Charlotte, the news broke last week after we recorded last week's episode. So we weren't able to include it last week, but I think it was Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. Tuesday for sure. Yes. Okay. The news broke. Charlotte, do you want to drop... Yes. So there was a CNBC article that came out and it was texted around the, um, the PGA tour was going to be 
continuing in a partnership starting in 2024 with the Live Tour. And we didn't, that's all we knew. We didn't know what was going on. We knew it was going to, we were going to have to, you know, figure out, iron this out and talk about on the broadcasts, which our crew did amazing on. Nance and Emmelman did an amazing job at that. And if you want to see it, I'm sure you can go watch it back on the Twitter, the CBS Twitter. On the Twitter. On the, on the Twitter machine. The Twitter. Check it out. Like, the locker room ladies. The Facebook. The Facebook. The prom. Um, the Twitter machine. <laughs> go look at the CBS Twitter. Thank you. But uh, they handled it so eloquently because there's a lot we don't know, Maddie. So there's a lot of details that still have yet to be ironed out. But that was what happened. So, you know, it kind of shocked us all because we didn't expect it. So quite the, quite the historic week in Toronto. For all. Yeah. So basically when this news broke... Everyone kind of found out at the same time. When I say everyone, I mean the media, the public, and the players. So one thing I'm really looking forward to is I haven't watched Full Swing yet, but I have been I am wanting to watch it. I am for you to watch this. And Full Swing tweeted that they the cameras were in fact rolling when the news dropped, when the players found out that there was going to be this partnership between Live Golf and the PGA Tour. And I cannot wait to see that footage. I'm very excited about it. But basically for a little refresher, I think we spoke about Live Golf a little bit last year, kind of whenever it started to become a thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's like the new, fresh, like the PGA Tour. I'm going to break it down like this. PGA Tour is kind of like, a boomer you know <laughs> they've been around they've been around the block they know what they're doing well oiled but yeah and then live golf is kind of like a gen Zer. you know they're new they're fresh they're, they're working smarter not people. harder you can yeah. wear shorts in their tournaments it's a lot more chill um that's that's the <laughs> the basic gist of it but there's been some controversy. It's not just that that it's new and cool and fresh, which it is, but it's backed by Saudi Arabia and there's definitely been some human rights concerns on where the money was coming from that was supporting Live Golf and there's definitely some questions. So at the time whenever it started, Basically, players that decided to take money from Live Golf and go play in Live Golf, Phil Mickelson, for example, could go, but they were not allowed to play in the PGA Tour anymore. It was like cutting ties with the PGA Tour. So very controversial because money talks. Like a lot of these people were seeing big dollar signs and saying- Like major dollar signs. Major, like we're hundreds talking, of millions of dollars. We're talking almost like Tiger Woods- uh, of course, he declined his offer, but he was offered almost a billion dollars. Yeah, like hundreds of millions of dollars, like money that you could never dream of, most of us. Yeah. And it was kind of like waiting to see who was going to go, who wasn't. And Tiger Woods was very adamantly like, I'm staying with PGA, I'm loyal. Rory McIlroy, another loyal supporter to the PGA Tour. Lo and behold, it ends up that... The ones that did jump ship, I guess, and abandoned the P PGA Tour, if you will, kind of 
made out on top because now everyone's kind of involved with with Lib, whether you like it or not. If you want to play golf, you're part of this partnership between the PGA Tour and Lib, and you don't really have anything to say about it, which a couple of things. So Rory McIlroy was pretty flabbergasted when he got up for his press conference on Tuesday to react to this whole thing. He compared it to being like a sacrificial lamb, which is a pretty bold take. And ultimately was saying like, I get it. I get why it's good for golf, but I'm not, I'm not about the whole live thing, which I, I get it. I think it is. I agree with that. It, it is good for golf. It's good for the sport of golf. Charlotte, you and I talked about all the improvements that we would make <laughs> we to the sport of golf just a few weeks ago. And Liv maybe has... They heard, maybe they heard the episode. <laughs> it has the right idea, though. They're modernizing the sport. And they're, it, it, there are a lot of good things, aspects of the yeah, way the tournament yeah. is set up, I will say. I think a big deal about it too, Maddie, is just the globalization of golf because now it's going to be, it's going to expand it. Of course, we see our Canadian players like Nick Taylor. We see our Rory McIlroy's. Obviously, these people are not from, he's from Northern Ireland. We have a lot of people who are from outside the United States, but this is going to be a, a huge expansion, a huge globalization of the sport. So, and Rory says too, 10 years down the line, this will be good for the youth of the sport and the growth of the sport. So that's kind of a big overarching idea that right. behind, you know, the constructing of this, this partnership. So that all being said, it's still a little sketchy where the money's coming from. And there's still a lot to be, I guess, ironed out. And at the end of the day, like we said, money talks. And like Rory if you said, can't beat him, join him. I guess is what Rory the PGA said kind of. Yeah, he said he said that. He said money talks, and if it you, does, if you you'd rather have them as your partner than your enemy. So hopefully the two can collaborate together and make some amazing golf for all of us to watch for years to come. But it does kind of feel just like a punch in the gut to all those guys that turned down hundreds of millions of dollars in money to go play for live and said, no, I'm loyal to the PGA tour. I'm not doing it. I don't want your money. And now, like we said, whether they like it or not, they're taking the money essentially. And it's probably not going to be as big of a number as they were initially offered and turned down. So definitely short end of the stick for those guys, but a blind. I do like the idea of, bringing in fresh new ideas to the sport. If we're just talking solely about the sport and solely about that side of it, I like the idea of fresh new ideas. I like the collaboration. I like the expansion of the sport and PGA essentially, it was kind of like a monopoly. I don't know if that's like the right term, but basically PGA was it. Like that was the big, yes, the big. Yes, absolutely. So I I like that there's now, a we're gonna bigger expand. We're gonna realm expand. of the yes. sport of golf. Yeah, so yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no, there's no there's really. Back. <laughs> if you want to play golf, that's those those are your options. So yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it is. But Gen Z, I guess, takes this one. Point for Gen Z. <laughs> Point for Gen Z, and they do say that. I mean, again, the, the details are still being 
constructed. So we don't know. It's all speculation. But what we do know is that the PGA will be governing most of it. So hopefully the golf that we have come to love from the PGA Tour won't change too much because I don't do all with change. And I know many fans don't either. But thankfully, we'll be able to watch our Rory McIlroys of the world still play. And hopefully he will be compensated from that uh, that deal that was supposed to happen. But who knows? We'll see. Another big announcement that came this week in the sports world is right in my neck of the woods. Very exciting news. It's officially official. Lionel Messi is coming to Miami to play for Inter-Miami CF. This has been a rumor for months and months and months and months and months. And everyone here that was like, oh, it might happen. People are like, no, that's crazy talk. That's wishful thinking. Messi's never coming here. Hey, wishful thinking is the best thinking. I am so excited, Charlotte. So I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I actually... I'm a fan of Inner Miami CF. I go to yes, games. Yes, it's that's not your team. super far from where I live. That is my team. I have a shirt, I have a hat, I have yep, a whole yep. thing. I actually think I have a couple shirts. I love going to the games. It's super fun. It's great atmosphere. Super chill and like bleachers, chants, just a fun oh, time. The I chants can't even there, imagine yeah. how the atmosphere at these games is gonna change because right now. Where the team plays is a super small stadium, like literal metal bleachers, and it's going to be absolutely nuts. So quick overview. I think, when did this get announced? Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday of last week? I mean, talk about a historic week. Oh my God, across the board. Yes. This is insane. I don't know how I didn't mention Messi in that text. So right. So he he's essentially his deal is so robust and so complicated. It's basically going to be because he was making around forty five million dollars a year prior to this, and the MLS the way that it's structured, there's just there's ceilings in place. So single players on single teams, there's caps. It just doesn't work that way. So it's a very complicated deal, but. According to the Miami Herald, he'll probably be making around 125 to 150 million dollars over the length of his contract, which is an estimated two and a half years, and there will probably be an option year for 2026. So that's going to be split up among salary bonuses and equity in the team. And Messi's also going to get profit sharing agreements from Apple, who's the MLS broadcast partner, and one of the league's biggest sponsors, Adidas. Insane. Which is crazy. So he that he's literally crazy. getting all of the things. And yes, he's getting a lot, but he's also bringing a lot to the sport and to the league. Very true. Yes. So I'm not sure if I've, I think I've said this before on the podcast. The first MLS game I ever went to in my life was in Seattle, Seattle Sounders versus yes. Toronto FC. MLS Cup. I saw the Sounders win the championship at CenturyLink in Seattle. It was super cool. Awesome atmosphere. All of Seattle was super hype. Macklemore was there. It was really cool. <laughs> Loved it. He's actually part owner of the Seattle Sounders. Fun fact. So is Russell Wilson or was. I don't know if he still is now that he's in Denver. 
but Russell Wilson, Seattle. Russell Wilson was not there that day because the game was on a Sunday and he uh, had to play NFL football. Um, but obviously not at Sunday. So very cool. But then whenever I moved to Miami, I decided, you know, this is going to be my hometown team. I'm going to the games. I got to root for Inter-Miami CF. Sounders have a place in my heart, but I'm definitely a Miami girl. You're a Miami girl. You have that. That's your team. So the MLS is just like this, the younger, younger brother, stepchild of like all of European football, basically. The MLS is like trying its best (laughs) to break into the soccer market. And I think that Messi is bridging that gap to making soccer like a major sport in the United States. I think it's super cool. And obviously there's the global stage because Messi has this huge global fan base and global following. And speaking of that following, Front Office Sports reported that before- (laughs) before. Messi was announced to be coming to Inter Miami. The team had 1 million followers on Instagram. And now, today, June 12th, they have 7.9 million followers. Matt, Maddie, that's crazy. On Instagram? On Instagram. Oh, my God. Which... Which I think is like more followers than any one NFL, MLB, or NHL team, which is also kind of wild. That is wild. Wait, I just had to look this up. Our locker room lady, Maddie, on her platform, which is TikTok, she has 7.5 million followers, which is the same amount of followers as an MLS team. That's crazy. That's That's crazy. Nuts. Crazy. Sorry. And something else. So I said... I've gone to MLS games before. I've gone to Inter Miami games. They're usually super affordable. It's usually like a super chill, like $40 evening. Fun day. Fun little date night. Fun little thing to do with friends. After the messy signing, all Inter Miami tickets, home and away, for the rest of the season are now sold out. So he absolutely stopped. Not it. only That's is he bringing in money to Inner Miami, but he's also just bringing in eyes and fans and dollars into the league itself. So this is Wait, like so huge. Like I can't even underscore how big this is. No, this for MLS. Is a, this is a major deal for MLS and like and for Miami. And for Miami. And can you imagine Messi in New York? Playing, playing up here. I mean, this is... Oh, I'm so excited. I, I just don't... It, this is such a revolutionary deal that he has with this team. It's almost like he has this amazing contract, but he also has a retirement plan after. Not that Messi <laughs> ever had to worry about that, but I'm pretty sure there's some idea that he will, or some promise that he will be able to invest in a team later on down the road after he retires an MLS team that is. So he really is bringing eyes to the sport. Also something that's really cool is a lot of Argentinian people live in Miami and live in the Miami area so much so that whenever Argentina won the world cup, there were literally streets in greater Miami that had to be closed down because people were celebrating so hard in the streets. It was so surreal. I actually wasn't even in Miami at the time because it was like, I think it was around Christmas time, but I was getting sent videos from people just about 
seeing people like on rooftops and storming the streets. It was so wild. I have a bunch of friends that are huge Argentina fans. So the fact that Messi's coming here, like it is just so exciting. And the games, the get in price for also shout out for NFS sports for July 21st inner Miami game, which is expected to be Messi's first game. His debut with the team was $29 the day before it was announced that he was coming. And after the day they added Lionel Messi, it went up to $477 to get in, which is so crazy. So I don't know if I've ever spent that much on a ticket to so a Have I? I don't think so. Maybe collectively? Not on one. Okay. That's a crazy for a regular season MLS game. That's crazy. But he is just one of those sports He's figures. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. That you don't even have to like the sport. You don't even have to care about the team. You don't care about who's playing. You don't care about the game. You just want to see him play in real life. Like that is how overarching. Yes. Like how important Lionel Messi is to yeah. the sport of soccer. It is so cool. I'm. I could not be more excited. I you. I guess hopefully you can get to a game maybe someone yes um, you know I actually we do we have already we already bought two tickets we've already bought tickets to a couple upcoming games before it was announced so one of the games we had tickets is before he's gonna play but we also have tickets to a game in August so (gasps) yay okay so we will need planning on going and seeing Messi live and in person which I'm so excited it's just it's awesome it's so awesome that's incredible that's amazing not only this I'm hoping that Messi by Messi coming to the MLS that we're going to have more players at at that caliber that start to come over and we're going to be able to see more and more of this. And hopefully the game of soccer just grows as a whole. I love this. A lot of growth here this week, Maddie, across the sports world. And on that note, we will leave you with I don't know what we're leaving you with. We'll leave you with that. All good things. All good things. things. A lot of breaking news. (laughs) Also, um, we are waiting to find out the results of the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup championship. So we will see what happens there. We still have some South Florida teams. Miami Heat is, as we speak, playing in game five against the Nuggets. And they could be saying goodbye to their... NBA season shortly we'll see and then the Florida Panthers is still vying for the Stanley Cup against the Las Vegas Golden Knights so we'll keep you posted next week until then until then have a great day have a great week and have a happy Father's Day weekend we're not forgetting this weekend happy Father's Day happy Father's Day dad we love you all Father's Day dad we love all the dads thanks for making us love sports as much as we do yes 